Welcome back to Seen It Before, where we are probably going to say something stupid about your favorite movie because we've seen it all before. I'm Danny. I'm Dan. And again, I have nothing stupid to say, but like... Good. Yeah. It's very hurtful. We're doing... You really shouldn't do that. All The only thing we're going to do today is... We're watching The Lion King, baby. We are watching, watching The Lion King. Watching The Lion King. We've got a special guest who has done the most research that we've had for a guest ever on this podcast. Yeah. More than me. He's done way more research than me. Let's so. bring in Paul. So... Hello. Welcome to the podcast. This is your first time on. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's this is going to be uh, wild because we've talked about this a little bit and some of the stuff you're going to oh, yeah. bring up. Yep, yep. And tell us exactly what you watched in preparation for this. So it had been a long time since I had watched The Lion King, probably about 10 or 15 years. I know I saw it originally in theaters. Yes, I'm that old. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what the heck is it? So I rewatched uh, uh, was it The Lion King of a couple of times. Then I also watched Lion King two and three, aka Lion King one and a half. Right. And then I also rewatched uh, the lot. Well, live action <laughs> new movie. <laughs> yeah. And, and then on top of that, I also watched uh, the first episode of The Lion Guard, which I believe came out in 2015. Okay, I haven't. I never even heard of that. I honestly. never heard of Lion Guard either. So Appar- apparently, it's about uh, Simba's not his first child, which is his daughter. It's his his second child, which is his son. Okay, okay, but that we can come back to that later. Yeah, we'll not come back to that in just a little bit. We're we're talking about lions. We're talking about more lions. <laughs> we're talking about lions. That's right. No, I remember, no, I remember, bet- I remember, between the lions, I remember, no tigers or bears. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You didn't want to watch the live action. Live action I wanted to, and no, then you just didn't. Like, You're just like, I don't want to watch it. And then you, then <laughs> you were literally like, I don't want to watch. Well, it. I heard it was bad. So <laughs> I, I will say this: when I saw it originally in theaters, I was so nostalgic from the original one, I didn't really give it that much of a chance. Mm-hmm. So I am glad that I went back and rewatched it. It was better the second time. That being said, I still didn't love it. But I kind of like, you know, just, you know, picture it as like a, you know, kind of like a multiverse thing, seeing as how that's so popular. Ah, okay. Ah, yeah. So okay. it just, you know, it happens a little bit differently. Great. But let's let's go back to the beginning of all this Lion King nonsense. The 1994 animated movie, my favorite Disney animated movie. All right, we're back. So we got Lion Tigers and... No, no that's bears. this Wizard no of Oz. No bears, no bears, bears and tigers. Well, at least bears. I don't think are in Africa. Speaking of underrated Disney movies, just take a quick sidebar here. Brother Bear, that's underrated. You ever seen Brother Bear? I don't think that's Disney. Are you uh, sure? I'm pretty sure it's DreamWorks, isn't it? Is it? I'm not sure offhand. I'm, I suppose I could look it oh, up. Oh, it might be. Quick. You're right. I'm not sure though. <laughs> But either way, I will admit I have not seen that either. I've seen clips; it looks very good, but yeah. I have not seen it. Yeah, the, I, I, well, it's it's just as heartbreaking in the beginning as like as Lion King is with you know Mufasa's death. They have the um the bro- the big brother's death yep. in that movie, and like yes. it traumatized me also as a kid. So yes, <laughs> yeah, it's got that Lion King syndrome or Hamlet syndrome that yeah in the movie. We'll get to that a little bit later, but let's just let's let's talk about the beginning of this movie. Okay, starting off right. The sun, the song. Yeah, everything. the sun, the song. The, sun, the, <laughs> the, song. Cir- the circle of life. Ah! Yes. Yeah. Which, That's all I'm going to say. Which basically tells you, you know, that, you know, everything is connected. Yes. That, yep. you know, you need to, you know, there's also talks about basically symbolism of supply and demand. And also the fact that, you know, eventually we're all going to die. Yes. It's very. <laughs> exactly. It's a very intriguing way of looking well, at yeah, this. Well, yes. That's the circle of life. You, you get born. And then you do stuff, and then you die, and then you're kind of like, you know, then nature grows in right. out, out of your decaying, decaying corpse. And All right, Danny. Hakuna Matata, <laughs> calm down. All right. It means no worries. So, <laughs> for the rest of your days. Um, so, Until I'm dying. <laughs> Until you're dying. Until I die, then I'm rebirth. Exactly. <laughs> That's the circle of life. That's the circle of life. Um, yeah, so... James Earl Jones, right off the bat, as Mufasa. Just oh, yes. Iconic. Because, I mean, you got, you know, him as, you know, from CNN, so many other things. Uh, like, for instance, I didn't realize until I started doing my research that, uh, what is it, him, him as the king, and I, f- I forget the name of uh, the voice actress who did um, his mother. Hold on a second. I think I have it up here. 
well, I'll come back to that later. But um, uh, what the heck was it? They actually were both king and queen already in another movie. In Coming to America, right? Correct. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. 1988. That is a great Eddie Murphy film. Yeah. Um, where Eddie Murphy plays multiple characters. I, yeah. I've well, seen that's like his thing. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I know. I didn't realize that because like, I wanted to see if, uh, seeing as how uh, he played Mufasa in the original movie and he played Mufasa in the live action movie, if the uh, voice actor was the same for the queen, and it wasn't, but I was just like, oh, wait, she was in Coming to America. <laughs> this, is, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But, anyways, I'm sorry. Continue. Oh, you're good. Uh, James Earl Jones, uh, it's got a stat cast, oh, honestly. Yes. We got, um, I mean, the iconic, like, 90s people. Like, yeah. Like Matthew Broderick coming off of Ferris Bueller. Um, J, J, uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas coming off of Home Improvement. Um, well, not coming off of Home Improvement. He was, he was still like in, in the middle, middle of, of doing Home okay. Improvement, which that has actually a story to it, but we'll come back to that. Okay. Frank and then Welker. Frank Welker, he's the guy who does the stuff yeah, in he, the things. He does, <laughs> so he does all the lion sounds for this movie. He's such a good voice actor. He can just make all these sounds. Oh, yeah. So I, all those roars were like from him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he does a lot of the animal work, especially during the 90s, uh, you know, like I, th- I think he might have done uh, was it Abu or or something like that. I'm not sure. I, I think he did most of the animal sounds, probably. But, from- but yeah, no, he does a lot of the animal sounds. So yeah, that was something that I read up on is the fact that like none of the roars were you know any animals. They were all him. Is you're absolutely correct. That's interesting. Cause, well, because uh, the only other guy that I know can do that is D. Bradley Baker. Yeah, because he you know he played the clones in all the Clone Wars, and then he also did what else did he do? He's he played so Appa much. and Momo. In Avatar, dude, he's in so much stuff. There's too much to see. Yeah, he's he's kind of like you know, other than John DiMaggio and um, Billy West, those are like the kind of big voice actors that I know. Funny you bring up John DiMaggio because like when I was watching the movie uh, yesterday, there was kind of a John DiMaggio moment at the very end. Because uh, if you don't mind me bringing this up right yeah, now, um, uh, what the heck was it? So as you remember, um, you know, was it Mufasa is just like, you know, you need to remember your heritage. You need to remember, you know, what it means to have this responsibility to be the king, mm-hmm. you know, especially when he's talking to him from, you know, beyond the grave in the clouds. Well, at the very end, the last word that's spoken by, you know, by anyone, it's Mufasa in the clouds. He's like, remember. Yeah. And, like, that kind of made me feel like a Bender moment of, like, remember me. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, like, the whole, that whole scene with him in the clouds is, like, that's, like, the turning point for Simba. Because oh, yeah. he's, like, I need to go back, you know, remember my heritage and stuff. We need to go back. We need to go back, Kate. <laughs> yeah. But the, re- the reason that I remember that scene more is because um, I fell down this, like, Disney, like, conspiracy hole on the internet a while ago and they said how they were like leaking or like imbuing like like sexual like innuendos in children's movies <laughs> and when he so when Simba kind of like lays down and like all the dust particles kind of go up in the air it spell it, some people say it spells it spells sex it does I heard there was SFX though for sound effects or special effects or something like that. Perhaps I will. It's very thin line there. Like, I mean, I was wondering that myself, seeing as how, you know, I watched it originally, you know, A in theaters, B on VHS. (laughs) Yeah, we got the VHS right here. Well, well, (laughs) that's tomorrow, boom, as well. That's the animated series, which is, I I find, a bit like a cross between Looney Tunes and Ren and Stimpy. Very, like, 90s cartoon. Mm. Okay. Um, But. Uh, what the heck was it? I'm sorry. What were we talking? Uh, talk about this. The sex. Oh, in the oh yes, yes, yes. So <laughs> talk about the sex. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what the heck was it? I was wondering if on Disney Plus does it still say that? Maybe they edited it out. Mm. And I went back and like I had to freeze frame it. And it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Wow. Perfect. Can't erase the past, Disney. Yeah. Oh yeah, very true. They, but I mean, you got to think about it. Like you know, not necessarily with that, but with like you know, I know there's a you know a decent amount of adult humor hidden in Disney movies because yeah. I mean, you really got to give something for the parents who are watching this with their children. Yep something to laugh at because you know yes they might see it one time in theaters but then when they come home like i cannot tell you how many of my friends who have kids are like i don't want to watch frozen anymore because i've watched it 60 times a day with my child <laughs> yeah they kind of like kind of dumbed it down in a way just doing it for the for the kids only now yes and now yeah so like but yeah um 
there's another egregious example of that stuff where because like the Little Mermaid um, had like the the uh, was it the pastor oh. the priest with like oh yeah it looks little, like he has a boner. he had a little chubby <laughs> yeah, was, yeah yeah and then they got rid of it later yeah. <laughs> But yeah, there's a lot of different examples about that weird, oh, yeah. weird Especially stuff in this movie too. Like when you br- you just brought up the Little Mermaid, it just for for quickly like you know going off on that. Um, I have the original. Um, uh, what the heck is it? the you know giant plastic shell case of that? And on there on the giant uh, castle from uh, what the heck is it? I forget the name of. It. <gasps> yeah, yeah, I know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, there, there is a penis on the castle. Yeah, <laughs> which they edited out, which is no longer there for like you know currently. But if you have the original VHS tape, you can still see the cock yeah <laughs> yeah it's 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 <coughs> i don't know what was going on walt disney so I don't why, know there are some wild things over there in disney yeah yeah, yeah. but <laughs> anyways getting back to the lion king getting back to the lion king all right so uh simba goes out with nala for this little adventure they with and zazu and it's kind of zazu's dick yeah. <laughs> i don't care what anyone says i was a dick um, he's a c-3po of this movie you know he's just like annoying and like i i do not like zazu at all yeah yeah <laughs> voiced by rowan how was it rowan atkinson, atkinson. Yeah, mr. 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 Bean. mr bean <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they get to the hyena place they got rid of they do the song to like mess with Zaz or whatever, and they lose him. Yeah, or whatever. it's like talk about overkill. Though. It was like, like so. Overkill. You're like you have an entire dance number just to get away just from. Just can't Zazu. wait to be king. Well, you you're gonna get what you wish for. Simba. Yeah, well, it made me. This is the first time I actually thought about it. Like Simba's so eager to be king. He's like, yeah. I don't think he processes that. Like no. Mufasa has to die in no, order for him to succeed. One of, the, him. one of the things I was wondering about: Does Mufasa have to die? Could he just like you know be old and retire instead of dying? It's possible. Maybe I never but really. I'm pretty sure in like medieval times, like yes, you are absolutely right. Majority of the time, the predecessor had to you know pass on first. Yes, but I do believe that sometimes you know it was other people like uh, the prince or the queen or or somebody took over if the person was too old and you know febile or. or yeah, well, like, like senile and stuff. Senile, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Um, but yes, I am wondering: Did Mufasa have to die for him to take over? I, I don't know. I'm the only the only type of like you know succession I know is from uh, well the movie the TV show Succession and Game of Thrones. So uh, both of Game them of rely on like you know like uh, Walder Frey. He's like a hundred something years old yeah. and he just refuses to get off the throne. So I think considering it's a G movie and there's not much lore behind this movie, uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know how deep they go in like two or one and a half or even the shows. Like, they, well, I don't think they dive into like, that topic. Well, no, no. <laughs> yeah, okay. But I will admit, I mean, it did make sense for a Disney movie, A, because I'm not sure if you guys have ever noticed, but in Disney movies, the parents don't really seem no. to live. No. Like nine no. times out of ten, it's either both of them have already died or one of them is going to die in the film or, or like <laughs> something. Yeah. If you're a parent in a Disney movie, Watch out. I thought of like five different examples right when you said that. It's a nexus point. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's the point that pushes them to who they're meant to be. Yeah. 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 So, so this is starting incident. This isn't related. It's not related to um, Lion King, but like it's it's like the Disney kind of universe. But like, uh, do you guys believe the the theory that um, Tarzan is Elsa and Anna's brother? Because um, Elsa and Anna's parents leave on a voyage. And then um, they disappear. I, I've seen what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, I've, I've read it. Where um, uh, what the heck? Is, yeah, they leave on a, a voyage, and you also see uh, what the heck is it? Don't you see like uh, in Frozen, or maybe it's not Frozen, or uh, the, the Rapunzel people? In, yeah, uh, in they Frozen. come into wherever, whatever it's called, Arendelle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, what the heck is it? Because there's also another theory where um, uh, what the heck is it the, from Frozen? the parents die and their ship goes underwater and people are saying that's the ship that Ariel Ariel finds in the beginning of the little mermaid. Oh, that's even, that's cool. Yeah. So it's, it's all connected, but yeah. like, it's kind of like the Pixar theory where it's not confirmed, but it's, like it's people totally are like, theory. it is, it is. That's all it is. But yeah, it would be cool if it gets confirmed, but Again, I think Disney would have to go through all the research and all the movies and everything and stitch yeah. it together. Yeah, there's like but that's what internet historians are for. <laughs> yeah. So or yeah, there's sleeps. a lot of people out there. That there's would, a lot of people that do that because yeah. you know don't fuck with cats. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> that, that was TV a good docu- show. Yeah, that that was a great documentary. <laughs> and it's topical too because Lion King, cats, cats. Ah, there yeah, we go. It's topical. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> well, I'll tell you a tale. 
seen <laughs> Don't Fuck With Cats. No, a, I have it's not. It's a documentary on Netflix. It's yeah, it's like so it's like it's a little graphic to get into a Lion King podcast, but <laughs> the guy, a guy tortures cats and that and that goes on to killing people. So oh and they, and internet people figure it figure down. it out, basically. They try you know, they do the police's work. So Okay. Yeah, it's really cool. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but Lion King, uh, so at the hyena part, um, they in the meet the hyena. Graveyard. That was the most. Yeah, that was a <laughs> badass. Like the animation in this movie. Well, I was going like, for more metal than uh, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> well, I went for boy brother. <laughs> All right, anyways, it's twenty four inch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. But uh, the scenery, though, in like this, the way that everything was like, kind of like animated and drawn, because this was hand drawn. Oh yeah, and it wasn't three D animated. And I actually remember one specific shot where they move the camera um from in back of mufasa and simba and they move, kind of move it to in front of them that was all hand drawn and you can actually notice it's a little bit stuttery but the atmosphere that they create in a lot of these scenes is great especially in the elephant graveyard especially for the b team disney yeah it was a b team because oh, they were yeah. they were betting on pocahontas to be the like the cash grab the next big movie yep. yeah and then they, yeah, they gave out. them like as you say the b team next to uh, you know well not maybe not next to nothing but either way like i mean that uh, pocahontas also had a very good voice uh casting as well yes i know uh, the only one that i can remember offhand is uh mel gibson as one of the leads yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, he played John whatever? Yes. John Smith. <laughs> John Smith. Very basic Very name. Basic. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, just the uh, amount of people ended up loving The Lion King, which, yeah. I mean... It's I a timeless story. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I can understand, especially with the story, because apparently from what I was reading online, this was Disney's first... Um, uh, what the heck was it? original story that they had written because like everything else was like, before that was pretty much from fairy yeah, it's from tales. like a book right yeah like like a snow white oh. that was like the evil queen or whatever yeah, that yeah. Was. from fairy tales to shakespeare <laughs> yeah they well, still oh, they was, based was, it off of shakespeare yeah, yeah. that was the thing it was that i ended up finding out that that was the thing that i ended up finding out was like this was based off of uh like you were saying uh shakespeare hamlet with, with like hamlet and also macbeth and richard the yeah. third it was it even had some elements of apparently the bible in it from like Moses and Joseph. That's what I was reading online. Oh, interesting. That is interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, definitely Cain and Abel. I got from, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Scar and Mufasa, right? Huh? <laughs> it all, did, did it I all just make sense. the wheels turn a little bit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was really just betting on Hamlet there because like, well, the, I mean, the, it is mostly Hamlet. Like that's like, Oh yeah. 100%. A lot of stuff. A lot of stories use Hamlet as kind of like a, a, a template, like sons of anarchy did it. And, and then Northman, Northman recently, yeah. but that, you know, they added in like a Norse mythology twist to it. So yeah, we're not gonna get too into, into that. Cause you haven't seen that yet, but <laughs> I haven't seen what now? The Northman. Northman. No, I've not seen that. So yeah, we won't go too okay, deep we won't go into yet. that, yeah. but yeah, it's basically redemption just with Vikings. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but there are, there's some twists in there, so I don't want to. It's not like we're spoiling right, everything, right. but but uh, going back to what you were saying about the elephant graveyard, I did notice uh, in some of my research that they had to uh, what the heck was it uh, change certain sizes of things. Like for instance, you remember when all three hyenas come out of like one of the uh, the like the elephants or mastodon's head? Yeah, yeah. Like that would not happen in reality. There is no elephant that is that large for a hyena to come out of their, <laughs> their eyeballs. Of yeah, the yeah. yeah. But it's so badass that they <laughs> it do. Is. You know? I completely agree. <laughs> but that would not happen in reality. Yeah. That's why we got animation for it. Yeah, you know? That's that's true. that's true. <laughs> I mean, animals don't sing and talk, and <laughs> they don't. I, I had no idea, right? It blew my mind when I found that out. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, talk about part one of traumatizing in this movie is this scene. Like this is oh, a little, yeah. little scarier for like Disney movies, especially for a G rating. Yeah, Jesus. well, that's something <clears throat> that the kids' movies just kind of do. They always have like a super scary scene for no reason. Yeah. And I can't think of other specific examples, but I just know it's a thing. Well, it has to push the main character towards where they have to go, so I guess they do yeah. that. And <laughs> yeah, so then we move on to the next scene. So Scar is Yeah, oh, Scar with the with the Hitler dance. Scar with the Hitler dance. <laughs> so I remember you had mentioned this to me, uh what the heck was it like about a month ago? Yeah. And like I knew that was a thing, but as I said it had been so long since I watched the film that I didn't really remember how intense it was. So when I was watching it for the first time in over a decade, I was like Whoa! <laughs> this, this is pretty blatant. Like. <laughs> Shit! They're really so trying like, to drive it home, you know? Because well, like literally, like a volcanic eruption starts happening during the middle of the song, 
uh, like but and starts lighting up certain things and all of a sudden it kind of the light looks like you know the uh the tapestries that were used to be in the background of when he was giving public speeches mm-hmm. and the also marching and the marching and also <laughs> the lighting of the floor yeah. and i was yeah. just like Wow, this looks a lot like Germany in the 1940s than I realized. <laughs> yeah, even like the framing of like his like scar up on his balcony is exactly yeah. yes, exactly yeah. like Triumph of the Will. So yeah. it's concerning, but like mildly yeah. concerning. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you could do that today. No, D- did they no. do it in the in the remake? In a G movie, absolutely. Well, not. well in the, in the remake, um, they change up the wording of the song a little bit. And also, he literally just like walks around the hyenas area of the, uh, okay. the elephant graveyard, and there's no vulca- uh, volcanic eruption that's going on during the song. He does end up on the top of the pillar where you see the moon at the end of okay. the song, just like the original, but it's not as animated, it's not as intense, and as in my opinion, Hitler-y. not as good. Yeah. No. <laughs> Fair. You know, and yeah. I ha- I haven't seen the remake, but like I can imagine that it's it's just kind of more bland yeah, compared yes. to the to the anime because you can do so much with the animation; it's oh, yeah. so I saw stylized. It in theaters, so yeah, yeah, that was a mistake. I saw Jungle Book; that was decent. That was pretty good. Yeah. But I will say this: give the live action Lion King another chance. Because, okay. like, I will admit, I you know me, I, I was the month leading up to this, I was like, oh, I don't like, I didn't like that movie, but now I'm like, you know what? It's, it's you went still, into a, it's with, still decent. Yeah, expecting what you're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah I get that. Like, so that, so that's part two of traumatizing. Now into part three of traumatizing. <laughs> three scenes in a row. Yeah, <laughs> the big one. Yeah, well, just the <laughs> the most traumatizing of them all. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And they're back to back to back. <laughs> so yeah, just the uh, was it where the antelope? Uh, what the heck is it? It was the antelope, right? Yeah, uh, wildebeest. Uh, wildebeest or the wildebeest. Excuse yeah. me, sorry. Uh, which, by the way, I ended up finding out through my research uh, that they ended up having to spend three years for, uh, for that alone for to animate them running yeah. through the you know uh, was it the, um, the canyon? The canyon. The canyon. And they actually ended up. Disney had to it, create a whole other program to get it to work. Wow. Yeah, because they had trouble with, like the randomization, yep. right? And yeah, because I remember something like that, and because that was like one of the first uses of like CG, oh. or in in like a two D animated movie, right? Maybe. Or something like that. I remember it be, kind of being like a big thing, but and then the, program, the next like, year, um, Toy Story came out. Yeah, it was all three D animation, so interest is true. But yes, going back to the traumatizing thing that I watched as a child. And what made you into the person you are today. (laughs) (laughs) It built me. (laughs) Oh, there was lots more than that. (laughs) Um, But no, no, no. Um, Yes, Simba finding his dead father in the middle of the canopy. And like, literally like, how was it? He first walks over, you know, uh, you know, says, dad, dad, no response. Then pokes the dead body. Then, like you know, walks around like yelling, at, you know, is trying to get you know, like help, help. Obviously, no one's around, and the only thing he can think of to do is, you know, just like a lion cub, he then you know goes in and you know nuzzles against his father and just starts crying. Mm-hmm. Simba, it's <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's oh, and like, but the emotion on his face, I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh dear God, and like. Yeah never seen that in any other disney movie like the child with the dead parent mm-hmm. but going uh, to what you just said yes scar walks up and is like simba what have you done and now here's a question that i have it's a what if okay okay <clears throat> so uh you know obviously scar te- you know you know tells him is like oh this is all your fault you know you know the king is dead it's all because of you and he convinces him of that and tells him, you know, to run away and never return. And uh, what the heck was it? You know, immediately after that, after Simba runs away, the hyenas show up and Scar's just like, kill him. Yeah. Which that right there is brutal. Which, um, uh, what's the name of the, the guy who plays Scar? Uh, oh, uh, Jeremy, Irons. Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. Which, by the way, they ended up loving the animation of his face so much that they put it, like, some of the animations oh. of Scar's face is Jeremy Irons. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's supposed to, rep, like, resemble him in yes. a way. Okay. So, but my question is, if Scar was just going to send the hyenas to kill him 
immediately anyways. Why didn't he just walk up and kill Simba himself when he saw that he was still alive? Didn't want witnesses. What witnesses? What witness, yeah. If there if there's some Mufasa? Around, you, well, you never know if there are any other witnesses around though. Like I suppose. And plus, uh, what's his face is there? The Zazu. He was Actually, he was just knocked out. But like, that's true because Scar knocked him out. Yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, brings up another question. I didn't just kill Zazu. No, 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 no. <laughs> like you know, uh, what the heck was it when Scar was you know telling all these fibs to the lionesses when he came back and like everything? Why didn't Zazu be like, hey, when I was about to you know you know fly off and go get help? Why did you knock me out? Well, didn't he get trapped in like this bone cage or whatever? No, that happens much that, later. Was yeah. that much later? Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, literally, when he's like already like, king. Literally, Zazu's like, hey, let's go back and get help. And then Scar just like slaps, yeah, slaps him with him. his paw. Zazu gets knocked into the rocks and just gets knocked out. Mm-hmm. But was he, so he was in that scene with the lionesses? I don't remember seeing him there. Uh, Zazu uh, is, yeah, stand, uh, was it standing there next to, I think it's either La, uh, uh, Nala or the queen. And uh, that's huh. when, like, you know, you, obviously you see all the hyenas come in where he's just like, ah, oh, lions and hyenas together. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's kind of something I think Disney just might have overlooked. I mean, know? it doesn't really take away from the story too much. But, like, it, again, it's a kid's it, it is a, I, I do know what you mean, but it's kind yeah. of like a, like it could be a plot hole there. Could be, but um, it's, not, it's not too bad. Yeah, but, like, it just it show, shows how Scar is more of a, like, even worse because he, like, like he did, like he could have just killed Simba, like like we were saying, like right right after he like he meets up with Mufasa at, at the at the bottom of the canyon. But he's just like, no, you did this, you know, like it was your fault. So he traumatizes him and guilts him, yep. and then he decides to kill him. So he's like prolonging it, you know. And then we have to have the hero get away somehow and stuff. But yeah, yeah, he gets away and it's, you know, he's just like dehydrated in the desert, just like pass the fuck out. Yeah. Which is like, damn, they go dark in this movie. And like, uh, back to the, the Mufasa scene where he's like, so he saves Simba. And then he gets, so Simba gets off to like a, like a ledge or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then um, I had this thought watching the movie where like Mufasa, he's jumping up on the, on the rocks. Yes. And he's like trying to survive. And then Simba's like, dad, you know? And as I'm getting older watching this, I always saw, like when I was a kid, I always saw myself as Simba. Yep. But in that moment, I'm just starting to think like, Oh no, I'm getting closer to the to being a father. So I'm thinking like, am, do I have the strength to like get my son out of that situation and then try to save myself? And it's like, I don't know, it just made it like a whole other dimension of like just like craziness, you know? And like it just made me think. Like this movie is like a return on investment of like, you know, catharsis, I guess. So Interesting. Yeah. Long live the king and then the epic line <laughs> it's just so epic the way he delivers it it's, it can't be matched you know Ugh. and did you know that actually jeremy irons wasn't the original person cast as scar oh really who was um uh, uh, the first pick was tim curry that's right. That would have been a good pick. That's yeah. right. And then that. the second pick, I forget his name offhand, but he was the guy in Clockwork Orange. Um, oh, Malcolm McDowell? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. That would be, uh, maybe, maybe. I, I still, Jeremy Irons. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Money. <laughs> oh, yes. He was wonderful as Scar. But yeah, he uh, apparently wasn't the original one cast as Scar. <laughs> How did um, Chiwetel Ejiofor do in, with the live action one? Uh, pretty good. Um, I will admit, not as great. But um, as I said, you know, nothing will hold a candle to the original animated movie. Yeah. Mm. Even though I will admit, you know, I did uh, still enjoy the uh, live, well, live action. The only reason I keep putting quotations around that is there's not a single live person in there. No. So. Like, <laughs> however, that being said, there is one scene literally about like at most what 10 seconds long yeah probably not even um it's in the very beginning of the movie um where you see the sunrise before you know as they're starting you know the circle of life song that's an actual shot in africa it's the only shot oh okay actual non-visual shot otherwise everything else is cgi (laughs) so it's it's still an animated movie yes just updated yeah Yeah, it's just realistic but so the whole the whole purpose of that is just it takes away the 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 what's it called the the spark the reason that we watch the animated version because otherwise you're just getting Hamlet with <laughs> you're just getting Hamlet you know yeah. watch watch Hamlet instead you know no I don't think so <laughs> you know, you don't like the dialogue 
Yeah. You know, he just doesn't want to pay those ticket prices. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have they done Hamlet recently? I know they've done a lot of Macbeths, but um, there was Michael Fassbender's, and then there was recently um, I don't think Denzel's. I mean, the Northman. The Northman, yeah. Basically. <laughs> that's about it. Um, also, one other thing I want to bring up in this is how many Pride Land puns there are in this movie. You remember watching this with me, and I was just going like, Oh my god! No, you were laughing your ass off. I was, but you're I just like, ha, ha, good one. I'm gonna write that one down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's actually what happened. But in my head, I was just like, <sighs> oh yeah, no, there were a lot of <laughs> so many. <laughs> there were a lot of hidden jokes, even like uh, like when Zazu is giving the morning report, like he's talking about the elephants at one point. He's like, ah, oh, I tried to tell the elephants just to forget it and let it go, but they can't. <laughs> I was like, was that a was that before? Never, for, never forget. Uh, I was just like that. Oh. Uh, you know the memory of you know the saying of elephants. An elephant always you know uh, never yeah forgets no, never something. forgets yeah. yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, no, That's I just cool. thought that was a little funny thing. But anyway, yeah. sorry, continue. Yeah, I didn't write any specific ones down, but I was My just favorite like, one that I remember is, um, you know, he's, uh, Scar's like, sing me a song. And then he's like, it's a small world after. Oh, my God. Like, no, one, not, yeah. not anything, anything but that. Like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> he, end, he ends up singing, I want to say, about like three songs. I had it written down yeah. here because, yes, you were right. The first, uh, the second one is... It's a small world after all, which Scar ends up hating. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I. I have a lovely bunch of coconuts. Oh, yeah. I uh, love that. Nobody knows. <laughs> that's oh, that that's the, the first, first one. one. Yes, yes. Because yeah. he's all you know stuck there in the little cage yeah. <laughs> made out of uh, what, the bones. Yeah, it's like, that's dark. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> and then he gets pissed off as soon as you mention Mufasa. Yeah. Don't mention that name, you know. And like. I don't blame him. Yeah. I mean, he like he literally makes it against the law to mentions his own brother's name in his presence. Yeah, I mean, if you're a tyrannical king, you know why not? Yeah, yeah you yeah. can do whatever you want, right? Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. And it makes me wonder why didn't the lionesses just beat the shit out of Scar? You know, they did at the end, sort of. No, no. the hyenas did. Well, I mean, they well, were just, okay they when, were they're, there. when they're fighting. Yes, when yeah, they're in a big like war fight yeah. battle. But it's like they. They're like they probably have their suspicions, and like oh, yeah. Zazu was left alive. Yeah. So there's not there there wasn't like any time in that. I don't even know how long time has passed between Simba. Being yeah, they the never cub really the, like give us a time frame. Let's, let's just ballpark gone. ten years. Yeah. So like in ten years, Zazu isn't able to mention to uh, uh, Nala or Simba's mom. I forgot her name. Um, it's just like, hey, Scar uh, might have killed Mufasa. Just a thought. You know? Yeah. Makes yeah. me wonder. No, that's a valid point. I mean, it's 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 well, it's a kids movie, so it's like I'm really looking at this critically, like <laughs> like that wouldn't make sense, you know. So they're walking through time. Sims getting older, so like that. Um, yeah, I like that. Mo and Pumbaa are introduced. You know, Kuna Matata song. Kuna Matata song. Yeah, you know, it's it's iconic, you know, and I like that transition between what you were saying, like um, it goes from Simba and they're shaking their head. Yeah, back. and then it turns into teenage Simba, and I'm just like. And then it goes to adult Simba. Yeah. And I would have loved to have seen something, or I'm not sure if they, they did something with this, but teenage Simba. I would have loved to seen like kind of like young adult Simba have so an adventure. So funny you mentioned that. They end up doing that in Lion King one and a half. Awesome. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, so I guess I got to go see that. Because like literally uh, uh, you just mentioned, you know, uh, Timon and Pumbaa voiced by Nathan Lane and uh, was it Ernie Sabella, I believe is how you pronounce yeah, his last I name. Think, I think so. Which, by the way, funny enough, um, Ernie Sabella is the only one who has uh, done everything for Lion King. Like, he's literally been in every single thing. Oh. What did you do in the live action? Um, oh, oh. Well, he didn't right. play Pumbaa. Re- uh, I, so I have to retract what I just said that. <laughs> All right, he's been in everything but that. There we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but, yeah, no, he was the voice of Pumbaa, like, for years, and he even continued doing it now in the uh, Lion Guard, which I mentioned earlier. Oh, nice. So, but, yeah, no, anyways, um, I love their slapstick comedy, yeah. uh, which kind of reminded me a little bit of, like, Abbott and Costello, or Costello, excuse me. Yeah. I was trying to remember what that kind of, like, their duo reminded me of, and, yeah, that's exactly it, yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, uh, what the heck was it? Uh, yeah, no, they go into a little bit uh, in Lion King one and a half as to like, they're like, ah, rescuing Simba was the easy part. The next part was the more difficult part. Parenthood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because like literally like, it, was it they find him when he's still just a child. So they're the ones who actually raise him. Yep. And they teach him Akuna Matata. <laughs> 
means no worries. Which also you find out in Lion King one and a half, the person who taught them Akuna Matata was Rafiki. Oh, wow. You know, I, I, I was thinking that watching this, Rafiki almost seems kind of like a creeper because he's, he has, no, he doesn't interact with anyone except Simba for like two minutes. Well, the only other part is, you know, he interacts with Mufasa when he comes up, you know, and, you know, holds Simba up. He's the crazy wizard. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's the crazy wizard. It's like, it's just, (laughs) it's not said explicitly in the movie that, like, there's, like, a really good relationship. Like, it doesn't feel like he's as connected to everything. He just seems like an outside narrator for Mm. most of the story until, except for the circle of life um, things. And then. Listen, just, just think of him, like, you know, when you're watching a medieval story, there's always that crazy wizard guy that the king turns to. And that's Rafiki. Yeah, okay. Was it, well, he's not a jester, but like... No, no, no. <laughs> I me of the Northmen. <laughs> yeah, there's, why, there's like three of them in that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought it was very interesting because you just mentioned like, you know, when uh, Simba meets, you know, Rafiki for the first time. Mm-hmm. Well, that he knows of because he doesn't know that he met him when he was just a baby. Right. <laughs> but like, uh, like, I love it when like, you know, the first words that Rafiki says to Sim- Simba is like, Asante sane, watana, squish banane, which apparently actually means uh, uh, what the heck was that? I think he says like you know oh it means that you are a baboon and I am not <laughs> okay. which is what he says in the movie although I did end up finding out that's not actually what it means okay um, translate apparently it means thank you very much squash banana <laughs> <laughs> okay that sounds like what a monkey would say or a baboon but you know, <laughs> either way, like how interesting is it? Like the, those are the first words that he says to Simba while also throwing a rock at him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And now, mind you, it does go in the uh, was it the little stream that Simba's looking at, and, and you know, just hits his reflection. Mm-hmm. But still, like he's saying, you know, some weird, you know, well, not weird, but some other language. Excuse me. And uh, what the heck is it? You know, is throwing rocks. But either way, they end up becoming friends, so it's all good. <laughs> Means no worries. <laughs> no, that's a kuna matata. Yeah, well, actually, I mean, that's also a great me message, think. though. Like a kuna matata, that is like the whole message of this story. Don't let the past define you. I mean, it be, yeah. become who you're meant to be. True, yeah. hey, coming into your own. However, mm-hmm. however, okay. and nothing against a kuna matata. Okay, nothing against it, but. You have to, you know, maybe agree that the lifestyle that they live, where they're just all, you know, ah, no worries. They kind of turn Simba into like a lounging hippie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like that's not really exactly what a king should be. At least I don't think yeah. so. That's just their philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, make a lion on their side. Just make him just chill. It's well, chill, yeah. Bro. So like, it's almost <laughs> it's like it's weird because I can kind of like Timon and Pumbaa are kind of like neutral entities. Um, yeah. But at the same time, they serve themselves because like you're saying with the they use Simba as protection. Like you know when Nala comes to attack Pumbaa, um, you know <laughs> he, she's gonna eat me. And then See, I told you he'd come in handy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, uh, Simba is, is their bodyguard. And like, you know, so I wonder if like, would they have made it without, without Simba? Well, I that's, that's the other thing that I wanted to ask about is, you know, the, apparently they have this paradise somewhere in Africa, like, you know, a, a distance away from Pride Rock that is supposedly predator free, which is why they've been able to survive for so long. Okay, and they yeah. even go into this in, uh, what the heck was it, um, Lion King one and a half. And I'm thinking to myself, where in the world in Africa is there a section that is predator-free? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Egypt because of the desert? I don't know. It's, it's when well, in the oasis. <laughs> I suppose that's where Simba was running through, I guess. I yeah. guess. <laughs> but that's, what, that's all I got. I don't know. It's the barren dune sea of desert. I suppose, but I mean. Sand. I mean, how how could it be that like there's no predators anywhere, and like Simba and Nala are the only first two to ever stumble upon it? Yeah, I don't. Well, there, I mean, I'm sure there's there's a lot. Of, yeah, hey, that's my line. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of um, you know just untapped areas uh, in Africa. It's, it's it's what it's the largest landmass in the world. Or oh yeah, Eurasia is a thing. Yeah, yeah. largest. Continent? No, that's no, that's probably still Asia. Okay. <laughs> anyway. 
Don't. I don't I, I'm not a. I'm not a geography major, so like I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah. So we get to. Can you feel the love tonight? Yep, the, the Oscar song that song. won them an Oscar, which, by the way, almost didn't make it into the film. Really? So uh, apparently, they decided to cut that out, and they had a, a pre-screening of it for, like, um, I guess, uh, certain members of Hollywood or, or something like that, or the oh, it's. Either way, <laughs> one of the people who was there was Elton John, who did you know some of the music for the yes, movie. Yes. And when he saw that you know that song had been edited out of the film, he's like, "That needs to be put back in." Mm-hmm. And thank God he did, because like think of how different the movie would be without that song. I lo- yeah, I do like the whole like, callback to like Simba and Nala's relationship. It's not a huge part of the movie, but it is kind of like a little bit of a through line from when he was a kid to oh, yeah, when he, they were when best adult. friends. We also yeah. wouldn't have gotten the meme with the fuck me eyes. So oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, funny you bring that up because that was something else that I noticed was like you know she you know during the song you know they fall over he's on top of her and you know she gives him a little you know lick on the on the cheek. Which is basically in, I guess, wink, like a, wink. in human terms, like that's a little kiss on the cheek. Yeah, and then he's all like, "Huh?" And you know, she, lo- uh, you know, he looks at her, and she's all like, <laughs> yeah. "Yeah, she's like, there's like a, a t- there's a shot. It's like, she's like, yeah, you know." And uh, I was just like, "Oh, damn, she's she really wants him to akuna hurtadas." <laughs> now you have to think about this. He has been living on his own with his friends for like at least a decade, maybe even more. Yeah. Yeah. So that was him busting his cherry. (laughs) Lions got needs. (laughs) So uh, what the heck was it? You know, think about, you know, what, you know, if he did a, you know, a good job. Well, obviously that's what happened because, you know, she wanted to be with him. Think about what would happen if he, you know, didn't do a good job. She's like, Ah, uh, you weren't that good. You know, what? <laughs> you know, you don't need to come back to Pride Rock. It's okay. It's we're fine with Scar. You know, we don't need you as king. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, yikes! Another but, what if moment. <laughs> but also, it's hysterical. So I mentioned the fact that you know I had watched the first episode of The Lion Guard. So uh, what the heck was it? At one point, when uh, Simba is trying to tell something to his second son, he's like, "Oh." You know, I need to tell you something. And he's like, yeah, dad, I already know. You've already explained about can I feel the love tonight? <laughs> and I oh. just started bursting out laughing. I was like, wait, can, can you feel the love tonight is now sexual education? That's like the sex talk. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, actually, they have an in-universe sex ed class. <laughs> For the lions. For the lions. That's oh, fantastic. Man. <laughs> that's, that's it's kind of weird, but that's fantastic. <laughs> but, uh, so it just makes me think. Um, I don't think of "Can You Feel the Love Tonight" uh, as like the most iconic song. Okay. Of the, I think it's between "Akuna Matata" or "Circle of Life." Too bad those are both nominated as well, but they didn't win. Yeah, I, I don't know. Personally, I think I think my my favorite is probably "Circle of Life," just because it's like just hits the nail on the head. You know, it just explains the the theme of the story, and it's like, ah, oh, man, you know, you're in good hands when you Akuna hear Akuna Matata. All the Akuna way. Matata, all the way. Which, I'm, by I'm the basic. way, speaking of Akuna Matata, which <clears throat> there's a fourth wall break there. Yeah. Well, think about it. Like, you know, uh, was it? Oh. Well, he's just like, hey, not in front of the kids. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. There's a fourth wall break. There is. Yeah, yeah that, around that time they had a lot of those. I mean, well, actually, no. Emperor's New Group was like ten years later, but still, mm-hmm. that, that's the next time they really did it that I can think of. Yep. I think they. I think because it was the B team, they weren't really that supervised, and like you know, they 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 weren't expecting this to be the big hit that it was. So they yep. were, they had a little more creative freedom, and I'm glad that they did that because you know, and having less of a budget. Um, being less supported always introduces better creativity. And like, that's why, that's why I think this movie is just, it's, it's the classic, you know, it's, it's, I like I agree with you. It's, it's probably my favorite Disney movie. Yeah. I think it's still my favorite right now. I haven't watched a lot of animated ones recently, so I'll have to go back and catch up on them. But Aladdin's close. We were talking about under Aladdin. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about other underrated ones earlier. Do you guys have any underrated animated Disney movies that you can think of that you um, really enjoy that not a lot of people, it's not really talked about a lot? I didn't do my research, but I'm going to say Hercules. Funny you bring that up, seeing as how there is a Lion King reference in the Hercules movie. 
Oh, there is? Yeah. I didn't know that. So uh, what the heck is it? In the very beginning of the <coughs> Lion King movie, you know, uh, Mufasa's like, ah, oh, Zazu, what am I going to do with Scar? And he's like, huh, well, we could turn into him a thro- uh, throw rug, and when he gets <laughs> dirty, we can just take him outside and beat him. <laughs> and oh, so God. then literally years later, when they do the Hercules movie, when you remember when Hercules is, you know, posing for uh, was it the you know the portrait getting made of him? Yeah, um, yeah. Literally the um, the throw rug lion that he's wearing on him is Scar. Oh, that's awesome! Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. But um, glad oh, they did the that. I'd say probably like a one for myself if I was going to name one that people don't really remember that much anymore would be Three Caballeros with Donald Duck. I don't. Oh know. wow, that's a deep I cut. That's, I don't. That's an old one. That's probably yeah. from like the 1940s. Huh. Yeah, there's one I've got, and it's uh, Oliver and Company. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's very underrated. Billy Joel. Yeah. Billy Joel. 1988, that one came out. I haven't even seen it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just watched it because my grandparents had it, so I was like, yeah, I'll put this on. It was it's fantastic, actually. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, is, is that the one that has the sequel that's really rare <laughs> to get a VHS copy? I don't know about that. Wait, don't remember there no, being a sequel to that movie. I might be thinking of American Tale. Oh yeah, that, that, that another one? Yeah, that does have a sequel. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. But I remember because like the V8, like I did like the like um, <clears throat> uh, we we me and my dad we went to like a garage there or something and we we found like these VHS tapes yeah. and they're all like the classic Disney VHS tapes and um, it has a it's like a black diamond that says classics on it. Yep. And they're really valuable, apparently, to collectors if oh. they're in good condition. Oh, I know. I have some. Oh, you do? Yeah. <laughs> I have a couple, but like they're kind of not great condition, so they're, I get maybe 20 bucks for them. But uh, I know that like American Tale 2, I think, is one that they, they barely produced oh, in, that, right. in that classics genre. So it's like super rare. It's worth like thousands of dollars or something. Wow. Yeah. Shit. I might be wrong though. I don't know. <laughs> you very well could be, but you know, going off the top of my head. So yeah, that's fair. And as we know, I don't remember anything. So. No, you do not. <laughs> um, but yeah, so now we uh, Rafiki introduced himself to Simba at this point, mm-hmm. where we are, and show brings him on this journey to go to the ancestral plane. I guess they would you would say, and sees his father in the clouds and all that stuff. Very Simba. Black Panther. Very Black Panther. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Black Panther definitely took inspiration from this movie. Yeah, for sure. I concur. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a really, it was a good scene. It just sets, he, he's like, oh, I, got, I have to go back. We have to go back. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> just have that. Jack like <laughs> yelling. <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah. So he gets back, and then we get in the whole, the whole fight scene and everything. Um, yeah, lots of, a lot of hyenas. Yeah, fuck well, hyenas. played by Whoopi Goldberg, someone else. Well, and Ed. <laughs> well, Ed was actually played by Jim Cummings, who also did the voice of Darkwing Duck. Yeah, and he was also um, Winnie the Pooh. That's also true. Yeah, he does a lot of voices for um, uh, Disney animation, and also he's one of the only other ones who you know continued on throughout the oh. um, uh, what the heck was it the uh, lots of other stuff for Lion King other than the live, live action. action. Yeah, but uh, they cleaned house with that one. one. Uh, uh, continuing on that, actually, I was very impressed to find out that Matthew uh, was it Matthew Broderick? Broderick actually continued to play Simba in both the first, the second, and the third. That usually never yeah. happens. No, he's big name talent. Oh yeah, at least at the time. Maybe he just had a free Saturday yeah. to do some voice work. <laughs> I'm, I'm also wondering if that was when him and Nathan Lane uh, first met, seeing as how they ended up, you know, uh, doing the producers together. Yeah. Maybe I don't. I don't know too much about Nathan Lane. I just know he plays. He was telling me Pepper in Modern Family, and yeah, like he, he's how great. He played Timon. Yeah. Like I was wondering, you know, I, I didn't end up finding it out, but I was wondering if that's when they met. It might have been. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, the, a lot of. A lot of like Hollywood relationships start off with like, if they're like a pair. Yep. They always start off in the most random possible place. They call me Mr. Pig. <laughs> Which that was a wonderful reference to. Uh, let's see. Ah, shoot. I just closed it. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Um, what the heck is it? There was a taxi driver reference right there in that scene. Mm. And also Mr. Tibbs, I think is the correct uh, reference there. Cause you know, he calls himself Mr. Pig, but I think the oh. original reference is Mr. Tibbs. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, but yeah, there, 
the parents uh, who went and saw that originally in theaters must have been laughing hysterically. And, it's, and yeah. obviously, because, you know, their children aren't going to get it because those are both, I believe, R-rated films. Yeah. I would hope the children don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, don't, I don't remember the taxi driver. He's like, are you talking to me? Yes, that's it. Yeah. So, well, that's the taxi driver thing. You oh, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which completely improvised, by the way, but. Yeah. So, at the end there, I know Dan and I were curious, but how did that fire start at the end? Was it lightning? It was lightning. It was lightning. I yeah. figured because like there's no other possible explanation other than like a human. Yeah, no, I think we just, just nope. missed, missed you it. know uh, yeah. you know uh, Mowgli accidentally was running through on his way to fight you know the tiger and he accidentally <laughs> it's a crossover. Rock. <laughs> no, no, you're right. It was yeah. it was lightning. I figured, perfect. Yeah. But yeah, well that's that's another thing. Nature is kind of a character in this movie because I mean that's circle of life, right? You know, like the the yeah. sun is it, like the beginning of the movie is the sun comes up. Well, and then I'm kind of wondering and sorry to cut you off. Oh, you're but, good. Um, I'm kind of wondering if like a lot of the nature stuff that happens seems like it's, you know, either past kings, especially <clears throat> once Mufasa passes away. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's lots of, you know, certain things that happen with the wind. Like the only reason that uh, Rafiki got some of Simba's hair was like it falls off him and then the wind carries it all the way to Rafiki. And I'm just like. That's Mufasa's spirit carrying his son's, you know, hair all the way to Rafiki. Ah. So I'm kind of wondering if the lightning was Mufasa. Oh, it could have been. Very possible. He's like, <laughs> he's like, this isn't dramatic enough. <laughs> we need to have a fire. <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, it's James Earl Jones crossover with Star Wars. It kind of reminds me of Force Ghosts, right? Because right. he's like. A little bit, yeah. Because, you know, they're helping guide the, the hero to their journey and stuff, you know, so. Like they can't outward say what they have to do. But Simba, they can push I him. am your father. <laughs> that would be so great if, no, if they did that. I am your father. Well, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Paul, you have a ton of notes. Is there anything else you want to bring um, up? The only other thing I can think offhand, uh, I mentioned to you about uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas with Home Improvement. Yeah, yeah, yes. tell me. So at the time, you know, he was still just a child, and he was working on Home Improvement. And... If you go back and watch Home Improvement, there are at least a couple like seasons where he's just gone. Because what ends up happening is he gets a taste of like, you know, huge fame due to The Lion King. And so he tries to go off and do, you know, other movies. Doesn't have a huge a lot of success, ends up going back to Home Improvement. But, you know, it's it's really interesting because I will admit I did used to watch Home Improvement back in the day yeah. and like you're wondering like, "Huh, where's the second son?" Like yeah. you're only seeing like you know a couple of them, and then like you end up finding out later that's why that happened. Like you've gone for the show for a little while. I remember one of those movies was uh, "I'll Be Home for Christmas." Yes, that was like a guilty pleasure of mine when I was like, it would always be on around Christmas time and only on this um, channel four. And my grandmother, whenever I go over there, she only had like very basic cable, like thirteen channels. Yeah. So like the only one interesting one to watch was channel four. And they just kept playing that on a loop. And I just remember, like, like, it made me scared to go to college because what happens is, like, his dorm mates or whatever, he gets a Santa suit glued onto him throughout the entire movie. Okay. So, like, he can't take off his Santa hat. So he's in the middle of, like, Utah and, like, the desert, and he's, like, trying to get home for Christmas. <laughs> And this film actually made you scared to go to college? Well, I, I don't want a Santa suit glued onto me. <laughs> I don't want to fall asleep and then have to Santa. Well, to be fair, he was probably very young. Well, yeah, it was like six, yeah. six or seven. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll let it slide. <laughs> I have irrational fears. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. It's just that, like that's not something that I normally hear, but it, it, it's okay. It's works. You were. I, you I live to throw curveballs. Yeah, tears so. for fears over here. Uh, <laughs> wow, wow. Well, um, the only other thing I can think of uh, looking at my notes here is let's let's go back to uh before um <clears throat> can you feel the love uh right after uh you know Nala has stopped chasing Pumbaa to eat him there there's a couple things that happen there that are actually kind of interesting one it's not necessarily a fourth wall break but it kind of is where like you know Timon's like okay so you know her she knows you but he wants, she wants to eat him, and everybody's okay with this. <laughs> Did I miss something? 
And Simba's just like, Timon, relax. It's like, you know, Timon's trying to like put actual like, you know, logic into yeah. the movie. And, uh, you know, Simba's like, knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> stop it, stop it, stop it. Yeah, well, That's well, like him to me every time I start bringing up logical things. It's like, it's a movie. Suspend your disbelief. Suspend your belief. I'm just like, no, I can't. It's not how my fucking brain works. Because plot. Exactly. It's just it's most of the time it's because plot, you know. Yeah. And exactly. then the other thing you have to think about there is, you know, she has thought that he has been dead this entire time. So like think about it in her mind. Like this is like getting your best friend excuse me, best friend back from the grave. Mm-hmm. That's intense. Well, now you say that, kind of she kind of underreacts then. She's like, oh, Simba, hey. Does she, under, does she underreact? underreact. A does little? she underreact seeing as how they, you know, Akuna Matata only uh, a few minutes later? I guess so. I guess in the moment where she's just like, Simba? Oh, cool. Yeah, it's just like, not like, oh my God, Simba, like you're back. Jumping up for joy yeah. and start yeah. hugging each other. What yeah. do you mean she underreacts? I don't know. I think it's a little underreact. Okay. But. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> Suspend your disbelief. Yeah. Suspend your belief. Okay. Whenever, whenever I think about this movie, though, I always think about the right, the ending after, um, after Scar is defeated and thrown to the hyenas. I always think about how epic it is when Simba walks, is like making his slow climb up the up the the Pride Rock, and it's just like the music and the rain and his his, his uh, expression going is, to town. Yeah, yeah, he's just like I'm gonna claim my spot, and then he does the big roar at the end. It's right. awesome. And like, I would have been fine with the movie ending there, but uh, Circle of Life has to play, you know, to to bring home the theme of the message. Yeah, so that makes exactly. sense too. It makes sense. So, but yeah, I just think, other than Mufasa dying, when I think about this movie, I think about that long, that short, or the climb up to the to Pride Rock. And I think that one of the most iconic shots, maybe in Disney animation. I don't know. All right, Paul, we're gonna rate this movie now, out of a hundred percent. What do you give this movie? Ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. Yeah, that's that's pretty. That's pretty on par, honestly. Um, I'm I, ninety-four. Okay, ninety-four. Like the year. I like it. <laughs> I didn't even think about uh, that. I'm gonna go ninety-five. Split kind of in the middle. It's another five-star movie for us. Five-star movie. Yeah, this one. I mean, it's really hard to beat. I mean, it is. It's my favorite Disney movie. So. Oh yeah. Favorite animated Disney movie for sure. Um, yeah, the I haven't watched a ton of them, but like I've seen most of the big ones, you know. Yeah, this one just takes the cake every time. Yeah. I've watched way too many. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, all right. One last thing. Favorite scene. What's your favorite scene in this movie? Oh, uh, I'd like to go last, please. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll go. I'll go first. Okay. Uh, my favorite scene. Oh. Uh, you know, I could be, you know, very dreadful and just pick, you know, when Mufasa dies, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Getting real dark here. <laughs> no, it's probably the whole, um, from when uh, Timon and Pumbaa find Simba in the desert to, you know, them growing up and everything. Just the whole montage. Kuna Matata right? montage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to be dark. I'm going to choose Mufasa's death. Okay. I love it. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. And it's, you know. It, uh, like I said, it adds, there's even more dimension in character now that I'm watching it as a, you know, yeah, older. So. 100%. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go with uh, something that I mentioned earlier is just the um, when Simba runs away and the hyenas walk up and Scar's just like, kill him. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's, like, I literally, I know it's literally only a couple of seconds, but just like, it's so intense, so brutal. And mm-hmm. like only a couple words are said, but damn. Yeah. It's just done so well. Yeah. Jamie Irons acted the crap it. out of that. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love it. Like, like I was saying, watching the movie with you, this movie's tight. There's not a single scene I think you could cut out of this oh. movie without losing, right. without losing context. Okay. Maybe the jokes with uh, Zazu? <laughs> the, the, the puns. <laughs> yeah. No. I think I would cut out um, a lot of the Nazi stuff. 
I, oh, so I'd clean. Cut, cut it down a little. I wouldn't cut that scene. I would yeah. change the yeah the change certain, certain materials. I, I have to say because I will admit that's my favorite song from the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, yes, I definitely would agree. I would edit out all of the Nazi stuff. In- <laughs> or at least edit it down a little. It's kind of it's oh, a no, little edit it out. Edit it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. <laughs> it's but yeah, no, as, as I said Disney earlier, movie. I didn't realize how much of it was in there. Yeah. Like, the, as I said, I hadn't watched it in over a decade. My jaw dropped. Yeah. It's like, very, I, not graphic, but like blatant, la- just blatantly in, there. in your face. Yeah. So. Very in your face. Yeah. <laughs> For a kid's movie. Like, Damn. But Listen, yeah. They wanted to teach history, apparently, with lions. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know uh, Africa had a, <laughs> had a Polish invasion. <laughs> All right. Well. I, I think we're, uh, we're wrapping it up here. So uh, we are Seen It Before. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok with the handle at Seen It Beforecast. That's S-C-E-N-E, It Beforecast. And on Twitter with the handle S-I-B underscore pod. Yeah, I'm Dan. I'm Danny. You can find me on Instagram uh, at Danny underscore Wass, my letterbox at DJ Wass, or my YouTube channel, which is just Danny Wass. And uh, Paul, would you like to plug anything? Roar! Because <laughs> nice. I'm wearing uh, a lion t-shirt. His, be- his best lion roar. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, thank you, Paul, for coming on. This, this is a very in-depth, co- intellectual look into the Lion King. I don't know, intellectual. That was a strange word for me to the put. First, that, we, that was <laughs> you're the first guest that's actually beaten me at note taking. Yeah, so. oh, all right. <laughs> You've done with movie drunks probably over a hundred episodes at this yeah. point. Total. So you, you broke the record. <laughs> you, you took a beat. <laughs> yeah. It, oh, man. I love this movie so much. <laughs> I love this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's been an honor, everyone. So uh, until next time. Yeah. Stay cool. No, <laughs> not that. We're not doing that. Yeah. Till next time. Stay cool. <laughs>